And welcome to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. I'm Grace. And I'm Stu. And as always, we We're your hosts. are your hosts. I don't know why I felt like we should try to say that together. It did not work. <laughs> should, should try it again. Okay. And as always, we're, we're your, your hosts. hosts. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we hope you've got your coffee. Or your tea or beverage or of choice. Beverage of choice. Today I actually do not have a beverage. Dare you? Yeah, I know, right? I drink a beverage before we started recording. And and what have you got now? And so now I have a gummy bear. Actually, mm-hmm. I have I have several gummy bears, mm-hmm. and they're fulfilling both the job of snacks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also like a fidget toy. It's a little bit dangerous because I you saw I don't I'm not telling you I'm kind of telling everybody else. I accidentally flung a gummy bear across the room moments <laughs> ago. So gummy bears aren't the best fidget toy, but. Today, for me, this is gummy bear time theology, not coffee time theology. And I just thought y'all really needed to know that. I, I mean, I guess it's whatever helps the theology go down, right? Yeah, it's like a spoonful of sugar, but in gummy bear form. <laughs> I mean, it probably is a spoonful of sugar. Well, since we're telling people things. Yeah. Did, did you all know that we have an Instagram? <laughs> you probably did because I've been talking about it for a very long time now. But that's where we let you all know that we've got a new episode and that's where you can get in touch with us if you have any questions, comments or concerns or if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. Mm. We love hearing from you guys. Almost everything we talk about is something that's been a suggestion from you guys. So keep them coming and we'll keep talking about it. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? I think the piece of paper there. Mm -hmm. This one? This one here? That one there. Yep. Yep. It says resting, comma, Sabbath. Mm, it does. Okay, yes, so we're talking about that. However, yep. keen-eared listeners, is that a term? It's like sure. keen-eyed viewers, keen-eared listeners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will note that we've been here before. I recognize that tree. We have talked about Sabbath and resting at least twice. It's probably come up in other ones as well. And we're here again. And one of the reasons we're here again is because people asked us. The question came back. The question so. keeps coming back. We'll keep talking about it. Yeah. And to be fair, our thoughts, our theology of rest, if you will, has evolved. And how we practice rest has evolved. Maybe not so much our theology of rest, more what it looks like. Our application of our theology of rest mm. has evolved. So we're, we're back here again to talk about rest. Again. And we hope it is helpful for you. Yeah. And at the very least, that it reminds you how important it is. To rest. What's Sabbath, Grace? Um, how big of an answer are we going for? Uh, in the beginning. Well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't an answer to your question. No. I mean, like, it could be a really, really long okay, answer no, or it could no, be like. Let's go with Genesis. What's Sabbath? Not just like Saturdays. We want a bit more than that. <laughs> a little bit more than that. Come a on. little bit. All right. Well, in the beginning, God created God announced that creation was very good and God rested. And from there, we have this example to follow that as well as all of the work, we need to take time for enjoyment, 
for peace, for rest, for celebration. Awesome. Great answer. Well done. Thank you. I really like how it tells us that rest is not the same as exhaustion, Mm -hmm. right? It's not going till you're done and you collapse and like you've just got nothing left. So you have no other option but to rest Mm -hmm. like in a video game or like a tabletop RPG. Like when you're like, I've used all my spell slots or I've got no more mana and I'm low on health. So I just got rest. It's not like that. Yeah, because we we assume that God didn't use up all of God's God power creating and so have to take a rest from creating. Mm, They chose to rest. Mm. I just like that because I don't think it's something we've really grasped as a society that well Mm. because most of the time we seem to talk about rest as like restoration or like replenishment and refilling. And it is like we're not God. So, you know, it's also to be restored. But God's example of rest to us, actually the, the first one, first and foremost, comes out of a place of enjoyment. Mm. Hey, I'm just going to take a pause. Just going to stop for a moment. Appreciate and, life. Yeah. And I, oh, that's really cool to me. Yeah. Because it gives us permission to stop before exhaustion. It tells us that the point of rest isn't just to swap one to-do list for another. Mm. That self-care and the work of life are important, but they aren't the same thing as resting. Mm -hmm. And so then we come to how, right? Mm -hmm. So we know what Sabbath is, and we kind of toy a little bit with the why. And then how. How's just real, real simple and real complicated at the same time. I mean, it's theology in a nutshell. Yeah, just life in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) We talked before about putting aside a to-do list. And what if resting was like looking at your to-do list and then acting like everything on your to-do list was done, acting like your to-do list is finished. And so now you get to just enjoy life without a to-do list. I don't know about everyone else, but if I get to the end of the day and my to-do list hasn't got that much lighter, it can feel real heavy. And I feel like I haven't earned rest, like I haven't done enough or haven't lightened the to-do list enough to be allowed to enjoy things because I should be working. I should be getting things done. I I ought to be. And that's been for me a real, like a, something to really work on is just being aware of that weight and then be like, actually, I'm going to put that down now. Mm. I'm going to I don't know, go real Christian on you and lay it at the foot of the cross. And it's really countercultural. Mm. Like it's it's really different to what society tells us. Mm. Because quite often our days of rest aren't for rest. Mm. So we take weekends. So you work Monday to Friday and then you have Saturday and Sunday off. And maybe in that weekend there's some rest. Mm. But quite often there's not. Quite often there's just different work. And the rest that does exist it's almost there to make sure you can get back to the Monday to Friday. You know, it's it's restoring so you can keep going. And I think that leads us to when we talk about Sabbath, we're talking about a, a day of rest. Mm. But more than that, we're actually talking about, you know, a life that embodies rest or a life that encompasses rest. Or learning the skill of actively putting aside burdens to enjoy life for a day. Yeah. 
for a moment, for an hour. Yeah, not not necessarily just a day. Mm. Yeah, like not just on Saturdays. I enjoy life. You know, I was like, <laughs> the okay, rest cool. Of the, time the rest sucks. of the time, I'm just <laughs> I'm enduring life. Mm. And that's not what we want. So we've actually um, we've recently been talking with our team about this idea of of working eighty percent, which was really weird when we first brought it up with the team. Mm. Yeah, because everyone's like, "What?" Like our bosses are telling us to not work a hundred percent, not give a hundred percent. This idea of like you can't give more than a hundred percent, right? As much as you'd like to. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent is not a thing. Math doesn't work like that. And so, if you're working at a hundred percent, you're using everything you have. And you should be, if you're actually at 100%, you're tired at the end of every day. Not just tired, like tired, bone tired. Yeah? We'll have to assume that your work day involves nothing unexpected or no crises because if you're planning to give 100% every day, then you have to know exactly what's going to be. Yeah, there's nothing more for you to give. Which means when there is a crisis, mm. when something unexpected or more happens, when you have a moment where, oh man, I can't go home at five because this thing happened, what are you doing? You're, you're at 100% by five. You know, like you got nothing more to give. So not only are you just planning to be done at the end of every day, emotionally and energy-wise just spent, we're also living as if nothing could ever go wrong. Mm. And that doesn't seem like life as I know it. And it doesn't seem to be a reasonable expectation of any person. Hmm. So we talked about this. I just talked about it the other day. Uh, if you're living life 100% every day, you're kind of just one or two bad days away from just a complete collapse, you know, away from burnout, away from a breakdown. You know, have you, have you ever had one of those days, dear listeners, I'm not talking to Stu because I know that we both have, where something really small just makes you collapse into tears? Like, I spilt my coffee. Mate, that's, I mean, look, just spilling your coffee is legitimately a thing you can be. Like, I don't think that requires a 100% energy. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a deep event. Traumatizing. Well, I didn't want to use that word, but since we're there, traumatic. Mm-hmm. So the, the, this feeling of being, being overstretched is something that most of us are familiar with now. And not just familiar with, it's life. So I think this is the, this is the bit that we... We're butting up against uh, culturally. Mm. You know, it's like, this is how people expect to live. Not intellectually, not, you don't, you don't talk about it being like, yeah, I, my plan, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or I want to be a day away from burnout all the time. <laughs> you know, like, whoa, that's not the thing we speak about. But mm. it is how people sometimes live. And so we've talked about this idea of actually, we want our days to be on average 80% workload. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason being so we can be healthy and not exhausted at the end of the day, but also just so we can deal with life as life comes, right? When something happens that you had no plan for, you've got somewhere to go. You've got something to give. You've got capacity. Mm. For the unknown. For the unknown. Yeah. There might be times when you do have to plan to be giving it 100%. Yeah. But if you're going to plan that, you need to also plan the days that you can only give 20% after. Yeah, totally. Yep. We talk about 20% Mondays at mm-hmm. the moment. That's what we've been talking about recently. We've had a lot of just stuff, you know, just work stuff. A lot of small crises. Yep. Some average-sized crises. I'd go so far as to call some of the large crises. We can 
delineate the size of the crises <laughs> later. We've had but, some crises, uh, which just required a hundred percent for a couple of days, mm-hmm. you know, several times. And so we've brought in this idea of like, if we've gone a hundred percent a couple of days, we can have a twenty percent Monday. Um, and what we mean by that is, if we're on average going for eighty percent day, eighty percent effort mm-hmm. day, it means that we can go maximum effort sometimes. Yeah. And then we've got a day where it's like, hey, we're still working. We're still doing our stuff. But we're going to do some work that requires very low emotional labor. I think it's yeah. the term we used, right? Um, oh, I just need to go to the store and buy an air fryer for this event. Cool. Yep. Okay, Monday's just going to be full of those kind of tasks. We're going to get in the car, listen to the music, drive to a store, buy an air fryer. Go to the supermarket, stock up the work pantry. All of this sort of stuff. Balancing that amongst all of the heavy emotional stuff can give it the sense of ebb and flow that builds rest into the schedule. So we talk about these 80% days, these 20% days, these 100% days, and it's just given us a shared language to be able to communicate where we're at as a team and where we are as people and give ourselves permission to rest. We found it quite a countercultural space to be sitting in. To be actually be able to be like, hey, we want our team, we want our friends, we want our whānau, we want everyone to, at the end of the day, just not be spent, <laughs> you know, just want to have more mm. in their life. We want their life to be fuller than just exhaustion. It's interesting looking at this concept and reading it through the life and times of Jesus because there's some really clear examples in the Gospels of Jesus having a 20% day after mm. he's had a 100% day. Yeah of the time away from the crowds resting and renewing after there's been those heavy emotional labor days, like the day where he'd just heard that his cousin was executed and then a whole bunch of people came to him and asked him to teach them. And so he did teach them and lots of awesome stuff happened and then he was exhausted. And so he went away and there's this balance of the busy followed by the calm is something that our current society, our current life, influences don't seem to encourage don't want us to have Mm. like there's this social media thing recently that i've been seeing where there's been a pushback against hustle culture okay yep against this idea that everything you do needs to be productive or monetized Mm -hmm. that if you're if you have a hobby it needs to be a hobby that can also be a side hustle that can bring you money and the pushback being like no actually i'm allowed to do stuff because they bring me joy I'm allowed to do stuff and not want to be the best at it, but just do it because I like it. Mm. I'm allowed to go and dance badly in the back of a class or crochet a really average blanket just because I want to do it and it brings me joy, not because I'm going to sell it or I'm going to learn to be a dance teacher or whatever it is. It's, It's really interesting to see the push and pull on this need to be busy and the need also to rest and to enjoy life being played out in popular culture. There's also been an interesting thing, again, online, social media, the interwebs, where I've seen recently some more more of those those things where someone goes on holiday and then they come back exhausted and people mm. are like, oh, yeah, I almost need a holiday from my holiday before they get back into work. And then they continue life exhausted. And some people view holidays as you have your two weeks off work to recharge after using all your your emotional batteries at work, your Mm. physical batteries, all of your reserves, they're all gone. Your holiday is to restore yourself. Mm. That's an idea that some people have. But some people are now 
you know, jumping into this idea of like, no, 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 my holiday is for me, not for work. I'm still going to use my energy. Yeah. I'm going to use all of my energy, bring all of myself while I'm on holiday. So they're coming back to work just as exhausted as they were before they went on holiday. And we don't know what to do with that. Mm. And the reason we don't know what to do with that is because we've kind of normalized just working to the point of exhaustion, Mm. then taking a holiday to recharge so we can come back to work ourselves to exhaustion again, but have built up enough time to go on holiday to be recharged. Yeah. And that's really weird, isn't it? Like this idea that we recharge our batteries on holiday to keep working Mm. because we expect just in our day-to-day, now every day-to-day, we expect to use all of our energy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess where the the rest and Sabbath conversation has kind of evolved to in our thinking is I think God wants more for us than that. I think Jesus calls us to be living life, to not be exhausted all the time. To be able to pause, to celebrate and appreciate the things around us. And so I think where the the conversation of rest and Sabbath and self-care and boring self-care rather than glamorized, like I'm going to spend some money at a resort, you know, where all Mm -hmm. this stuff, all this conversation, all of this hoopla, great word, have led me to is this idea that we might actually need to repent from overworking. Like as a culture, we might need to repent from expecting to give 100% all day every day and then having nothing in the tank. I don't think that's what God wants for us. I don't think that's living the life that God wants us to live. Mm. And it's definitely not, I think, living up to the potential of who God calls us to be and living life in the image of God, where we've got this example in Genesis, this example in Jesus of sometimes just stopping to enjoy what is, not working ourselves to exhaustion, but also in the example of Jesus's life, recognizing, okay, cool, I had this big day, now I'm going to have a little day. I had a week at 100%. I might need a week at 20%. Not to have to stop and shut down and go away from everything to get that back. Yeah. Like to learn to rest and recharge and enjoy life without having to take two weeks off. The challenge that's evolving before me is a lot. And it's not easy. It's this weird space. This is where I've got to. And I was like, it's not easy? You think the idea of stopping to rest should be easy. It should be easy for me to go, you know what, I'm just gonna just gonna pause that and come back to it tomorrow. But the to-do list. But the to-do list. It's so heavy. Mm. And you have a to-do list at work and you have a to-do list at home. And sometimes I think the two added up are just too much. Mm. So the, the skill of saying, I'm actually going to step outside of my to-do list right now rather than sit here paralyzed by the weight of it. It's a skill and it's hard and it needs learning. Mm. But I think that that's what rest needs to look like. That's what Sabbath can mean for us in 2023. Yeah. It's the gift of Sabbath, right? Yeah. So put, put that expectation down and let yourself just be. Do what you want. Do what you enjoy. Have a good time. The to-do list will still be there tomorrow. So until next time. Take a deep breath. Know that you are loved. Drink so much more water than you do. And have a great day. Bye. Bye.
my gummy bears. Yes, but I have basically finished mine. How how dare you? I equally apportioned <laughs> those. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> this isn't the chair I thought I was sitting in. <laughs> like I was like, this chair is uncomfortable. Why is my chair Why so is uncomfortable? Why is my chair so uncomfortable? And then I looked, and my chair's over there. <laughs> Whose chair is this at my desk? And why is it here? I don't know. One moment. Okay, I'm back. I'm in my chair now. It's so much better. I accidentally threw the other chair on the ground. We're just in a flinging <laughs> things mood today. In the process. <laughs>